The Fantasy Focus Baseball Podcast is presented by LinkedIn Jobs. Hi there, and welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball. It's a beautiful Monday morning, May 17th, I believe, 2021. He is Tristan Happy Cockcraft. Although he, Cockcroft, though he doesn't look very happy today. Kyle Safi produces and researches. I am merely Eric Carabell. Tristan, why are you not happy today? Are you smiling? Because I have like 8,000 shares of Corey Seager. <laughs> so you're in 8,000 leagues. That's, I knew there was uh, a reason why you weren't winning every league. I'm in 8,001 leagues. There was one league I couldn't get Seager, and I was really disappointed. So, Are, are you in 8,000 leagues under the sea? That would be a problem. 8,000 leagues <laughs> under the sea. What is that? Okay. Well, that's, we're gonna, my, that's the good old Kelsey Grammer. We're going to talk about uh, Corey Seager because he's the biggest news in fantasy right now for breaking his hand. Thank you very much, Corey. I have shares as well. And I don't know if there's anything on this show where that's not injury related that we're going to discuss. <laughs> Maybe the closers or Maybe the combo the meals. <laughs> They're healthy. Nick Maytone is healthy and the only Philly playing well. So let's just start out with Seager. Um, it looks like, well, he avoids surgery, so that's good. He, he could be back in a month. I would say to you, your seasons really aren't dead because, you know, if he comes back in the second week of June, okay, you lost one out of six months, but if Corey Seager plays well, he could still help your team. So in the big picture, Tristan, before we get to Gavin Locks and Chris Taylor, I mean, one month is not, I mean, it's a big deal, but it's not like he's Whit Merrifield stealing bases or Jake DeGrom with the strikeouts. He's He's a good but not awesome he was hitting 265 with modest power. Like, he doesn't really kill you that much, does he? He doesn't. And the metrics, I think, support better talent than even the the oh, 2021 yeah. returns so far. So I, I love the guy. I think he is a very good player. Obviously, you're keeping around in your injured lit spot unless you're just getting a barrage of injuries. I have one team that's actually like that, but they have limited, limited IL spots. So, you know, what are you going to do? Um my main complaint about the league I mentioned before to you before the show is just that it's a deep NL only league. And in those, the playing time is so precious and there is nothing, there's nothing out there on the waiver wire. It does hurt there, but otherwise I do think you can get by. Yeah. I mean, a, a month's absence for him might not be catastrophic for most and especially not in the mixed leagues. Right. I mean, this is not, I mean, I'm not trying to demean him, but this is not Fernando Tatis. He has four home runs in seven weeks. Mm -hmm. A normal, a 265 batting average, and he doesn't steal bases. So he was yeah. disappointing fantasy managers to start with. So to me, this is not as catastrophic as people are making it seem. It's like, okay, yes, Nick Maytone, if you pick him up, you, obviously he's already gone in your NL only league. But like mm -hmm. in mixed leagues, you can replace Corey Seager in the short term. Now for months, it'd be different, but he's not to tease. You could add Brandon Crawford and your roster, you're, yeah. you shouldn't look much different. Or Miguel Rojas or Jorge Polanco. These are the most added shortstops. I added Crawford. That's exactly the guy I added in, in, the, in one of the other leagues. Yeah. I think Crawford of course, might it was, be higher on the player rate right now. It's it it's is. Tal Wars is the league I'm referring to, which is the 12 team. And I mean, frankly, the only hitter of great value on the waiver wire was Will Craig of the Pirates. So, you know, it differs based on the depth of the league. That's all. I think you can get by in mixed leagues. There's, right. there's some decent stuff out there in the middle infield uh, waiver wire, as you just said. He's the number 19 shortstop on ESPN's player Raider behind Nico Goodrum, Josh Rojas, Miguel Rojas, Neymar Rojas. I mean, Joey Wendell. So you can replace cookie him. Rojas. <laughs> Cook Rojas. Oh, I need a cookie. Um, so uh, let me yes. ask you this. Um, obviously, you know, you keep Seager rostered in all your formats, but even, even as he was disappointing. But this is the Gavin Lux time. This is what we needed to see was regular playing time, perhaps a good spot in the batting lineup, Dodgers are still like, I watch them. I'm like, they're not even taking this seriously. Like they know they're in the playoffs 
pretty much. So they better not mess around too much longer. But they know they're going to the playoffs, and now they're missing so many key pieces. Um, it, it's it's kind of interesting to see, you know. But like Gavin Lux, this is the time. Mm-hmm. What do you think we will see out of Gavin Lux for the final four plus months? Decent production in the tier of middle infielders for mixed leagues. I I don't know that they're going to be great things. The the fact that he's locked in really, I think, is a seven eight hitter for them, and that lineup has really struggled. The the grades and forecaster have been plummeting over the past two to three weeks. Um, I I, I don't see the ceiling being higher than that this year. I mean. I'm looking at a player here who's 23 years old, and in parts of three major league seasons, he's batting 219 with mm-hmm. six home runs and tw- 264 plate appearances mm-hmm. with four stolen bases. And I'm wondering, what is this all about? Like, what do we think like this is supposed to be? Mm-hmm. So when I wrote about him today, I was like, all right, what do we actually think Gavin Lux is? Is yeah. he even going to be better than Chris Taylor the rest of the season? And I would say probably yeah. not. And mm-hmm. the Dodgers could play Chris Taylor at short and, and – um, Sheldon Noisy, Noisy at, at second base. If they want, they can play Max Muncy mm-hmm. at second base. Um, mm-hmm. They still don't have Bellinger either. So they can do a lot of – they don't have Rios now. He's done for the season with the shoulder. So it's it's strange. Like a team with so much depth suddenly is needing all this depth. I think is in two weeks, are we going to say Gavin Lux is overrated? Dump him? We might well be doing that. The thing that I'm most concerned about is I love seeing that he started at shortstop in the game yesterday – but I wasn't convinced that would be his role on a day-to-day basis. It should be he needs the opportunity, and they've got to play him for two weeks to see what they have. Mainly because I think a lot of the down numbers at the, to this stage of his major league career are just that he hasn't had that opportunity. Um, but at the same time, I'm not convinced he's going to get it done either. I mean, and they love to mix and match. I, I, I mean, do, do either of us think that that we're confident he's going to play every day? He, he'll probably sit against every lefty. You mentioned Chris Taylor. Muncy will play at second base, adding Albert Pools and Yoshi Tsugo like they did. They are going to find places to play guys based on the opposing matchup. And I just I don't think Lux is going to get that opportunity every single day. I hope that Gavin Lux becomes a super player. But as somebody who has paid such close attention at such high hopes and now is eminently disappointed in Scott Kingery, I don't know. I, I think more than like three quarters of prospects fail or disappoint. Okay, mm-hmm. it's very rare that you get somebody that is a fantasy monster within like two years. And I hope Lux is in Kingery, but you're right. Pujols briefly here, and only I did not bid on him. Um, do do you think there's anything there? I mean, you're right; they can play him at first and Muncie at second regularly now. Yeah, they could. I I don't see it being any more than he'll play against certain left-handed pitchers. Those are those are the games that he'll start, and I think they presumably will shift Muncie over to second base. I just seen minimal playing time, and I was with you. I didn't bid on him either. All right, let's get to some non-Dodgers here. Uh, by the one, well, one last Dodger, David Price, mm-hmm. in the rotation this week. Uh, what are your expectations? Is he formally in there? Because I hadn't seen them giving him a, a, an official slot. They've got the the TBD on Thursday, I believe it is. So maybe he goes into like a long relief role and then they like play with it, play around with it. Well, I can see that. They might have. Yeah. I mean, and I think part of them, part of the reason they probably haven't announced that's his role is they need to build them up for that. But they were also trying to build up guys like Tony Gonsolin over the past couple of weeks. So they might just go with the bull, bullpen game, knowing they have three innings, maybe four innings of David Price. I, I'm not a believer at this point. I think he is locked into a non-starters role. Uh, Carson Kelly, the very good Arizona catcher, broke a toe. Um, this th- doesn't sound like a long-term injury, 
But Carson Kelly's having a really good season. He's the number six catcher on ESPN's Player Raider behind Sally Perez, Buster Posey, your man Yerman, JT Real Muto, and Wilson Contreras. So he's he's in a your high man, territory. Yerman. Your man, your man, Yerman. <laughs> I've got him somewhere. You've got him somewhere. He's still hitting. He's not like built like a baseball player. He's certainly not a catcher. <laughs> but um, yeah. Carson Kelly, you, you wait for him in an ESPN league, or you move on. I think One you have the league, you move on. Don't I think you? you have to move on, but I, I, I mean, I hate to do that because I do like Carson Kelly and what I've seen. But in in our game, you just can't justify it. Do you move on from Ty France, who had been slumping yes. this month? Yep. Um, don't you? Yeah, I think in a, in a ten team, you do. I, I've got him in a in a in a deep mix. I'm going to keep him around there. AJ Pollock back to the Dodgers. I'm moving on. Not not impressed. Yep. Um, who else? Did Paul DeYoung of the uh, Cardinals is hurt. Um, Had to move on there. I don't have enough injured spots, and Corey Seager got the priority. Same What's story. What's the update? Uh, Aaron Hicks, how long is he out? Yeah, that one worries me. I actually am concerned that could be considerably longer than the minimum. I, I mean, it was sketchy information over the weekend. There was even a delay in putting him on the injured list. I would brace as if it's at least three weeks, but that's just the gut feel I have having tracked the Yanks over the weekend. And let's talk about Steven Strasburg, who pitched over the weekend four and a third scoreless against the Rochester Red Wings. Uh, Kyle was very happy about that. Uh, your thoughts on Strasburg? I mean, could he be a top 20 starting pitcher the rest of the season? I don't have high expectations there. Yeah, I don't have expectations of that. He could do it because when he is right, when he is healthy, he's he pitches like that. But we raised the injury and the repetitive injury and the setback patterns that he's had. I, I'm not... Like I wouldn't put any sort of investment in him staying healthy from this point, this coming Saturday, all the way to the end of the year. And that probably is his return date. It is Saturday in the Eric Fetty spot. What uh, did you get to see Logan Gilbert, Seattle's rookie uh, that came after our, for our last show. Um, Kelnick had a nice weekend, a couple of big games and then nothing, but Logan Gilbert uh, gave up two, two run homers, I believe. And yep. he's still the most added uh, starting pitcher. He's still there. He's still on the team. And he's yeah. starting, is he, is he a two-star guy this week or just one and then two next week? He's one, and I think it's the Wednesday against Detroit, which, or no, it's Wednesday against Cleveland? Uh, yeah, it's against Detroit. Either it's way, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Detroit's actually an even better matchup there. They're, they're not quite as deep, deep, deep into last place as far as, or tops on the pitching scale as far as matchups go, but it's extremely favorable. Home game favors them. Definitely keeping him in my lineup if I have him. Yeah, I would too. And I saw a little bit of Alex Wood yesterday. Man, that he it's he's getting away with it. <laughs> like it's just it's amazing. He's getting away with stuff. He gave some dinky hits, but he uh he looks great. It's uh, Dylan Cease looked better, but I mean Alex Wood with his he can't keep his ERA this low for long, right? I mean, tell me that he can't. No. Well, actually, no, you know what? He could keep his ERA low, but not give you that many starts. I'm actually more concerned about the injury history than I am about the performance when he's healthy. Where do we begin with these starting pitchers with higher arrays? I mean, I stuck with Kyle Hendricks in all my leagues. I benched him in one or two, but he's he had a good week. Mm-hmm. But when is Luis Castillo going to have a good week? Or Dylan Bundy? That was a bad week. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with Kenta Maeda? Have you done a deep dive in any of these starting pitchers who we all liked? I mean, like, to a man. I mean, nobody had a problem with Luis Castillo six weeks ago. Yeah, I'm doing a deep now dive have- in Castillo for today. So I'll, I'll let people deep, deeply dive into reading that. Um, I, I do think there's reason for optimism with him. I think a lot of it is just needing to tweak, especially his changeup, but a little bit the command of his fastball as well. Um, in Bundy's case, I'm, I'm actually more alarmed there now that you raise that. 
people are not talking about Bundy's recent struggles. I was very impressed by what I saw from him over the first two to four starts of the year. And he's given a lot of those gains back over the past uh, past few outings. That's that's the one I'd, I'd I mean, I'm shying from him. You remember I was saying I thought he could vault himself into the top 20 based on some of the spring and early uh, regular season adjustments. I'm not confident. Like, I don't see that path now. All right, let's see a path to combo meals, if you please. <laughs> hey, it's a combo meal. Combo, combo. It's a combo meal. Home run plus steal. Not a ton of them. Uh, great song. Bobby Dahlbeck, somehow. Yeah. <laughs> First career stolen base. I was ready to give up on Bobby Dahlbeck. Me too. Um, but I still think there's a pathway to Bobby Dahlbeck hitting 25 home runs, but that. <laughs> 30 the rest of the season he he strikes yeah. out too much i just yeah. don't see a, a pathway to real relevance i don't see a pathway to chris davis the oakland texas one right i mean like is there a way way that bobby dalbeck hits 40 home runs in like future seasons if, obviously not this yeah year. If, if everything clicks it, it can happen for players of this type but i agree with you that he is a huge batting average concern in his current form he would have to make some sort of sacrifice of the power in order to help the batting average, and then he's not getting the forty. You're for you're forecasting. How how excited are you for another Tristan to join Major League Baseball? Because right now, how many how many Tristans are there? There's McKenzie, McKenzie, and he spells it lit. He misspells it, yes, and so does so does Casas. Tristan Casas is the Boston Double uh, A. Might even be Double A still. Um, but it Dahlbeck doesn't hit. And Michael Chavis now is playing almost regularly. So weird what's going on in Boston. They're obviously off to a very good start. Anyway, Dahlbeck, Saturday, Carlos Santana had a combo meal. And uh, Kyle has the trivia here, which is just ridiculous. Um, yeah, Kyle, if, give it a try. <laughs> you want to read the, the, so trivia, the combo meal trivia? Trivia, there's no way we'll know. <laughs> exactly. This question is ridiculous, but read it huh. anyway. You've gotten harder. I'm telling you that much. You've gotten harder. Just remember who's asking the question. So Carlos Santana did have the combo meal on Saturday. I want you to name for me any of the following. I don't need all of them. I just need one of these three. The home run champ, the wins leader, or the saves leader in the last season in which Carlos Santana recorded a combo meal. Well, you don't have to answer it's not Tyler Chatwood. And it's no, <laughs> I, I can't think of anybody named Kyle. Schwarber was never a home run champ. So oh, he was. Oh, I, I actually think I have a good guess for this one when we get to the uh, Tristan might have a B. I see that smile. So he might Oh, we'll, I've we'll got there. a good guess for you. We'll <laughs> get there when we get back to hash browns. Uh, we'll, well, we'll, we're still we'll in the middle of this because yeah. Tristan's not playing fair. Uh so Carlos Santana, by the way, people, if you have him in a points league, he is he the number one? Let me check this out. He might He's not the number one because Vlad's a monster. But among first basemen, how many guys have more points in a standard points league than Carlos Santana right now? A lot of walks, a lot of power, not even a lot of outs. Like he's having one great season. Let me see. Maybe I'm overrating this. Yeah, I'm trying to find. Oh, he's number. He's like number number eight. Look at that. He's ahead of Devers. He's great. Carlos Santana is having a monster season. Now, Otani's number one, but he's cheating because he has pitching. Vlad is number two. Acuna, J.D. Martinez. These are all like first-round picks, and then there's Carlos Santana. Nobody won it. But even in even on our player Raider, he's the number six first baseman on the player. He's behind Nate Lowe. That's weird. That's because of the RBI. Um, but and, and Nate Lowe has stolen a couple bases. But Carlos Santana is having a fantastic season, and I know you were not on board with him. I have Carlos Santana in numerous leagues. And I'm very happy, including a dynasty where I took him. I figured, all right, it's a three-year contract, but so what? Well, I guess it's not a true dynasty. 
but the point was like he's going to be doing this for I think for three years, and he is. He's a good player in that format. Anyway, you, cross wait a second. Now you're going to lock him in three years? Uh, really? You going to do that? Cheap salary. Okay. This is yeah. year one, and first base so deep. I don't spend at first base. I can DH him, but like this is a leadoff hitter in a sim league, and in a points league, he's a he's a building block. He's a building block points league player, right? And nobody ever wants him in the top hundred. And he's always doing it. Not sure I agree with you there. That's he's a popular top hundred pick. In a points league, he would be. Not yes. in a roto league, but in, in a, a roto league, league right he now, he's long doing great. been regarded as the, he is one of the guys with the widest differentials between points and roto leagues. And I did not. You're right. I did not like him at all in roto leagues this year, and most of it had to do with the non-homer, <laughs> the homer unfriendly ballpark in Kansas. He was bad last year. But he still walked all time. He led the league and walked. Yes. The, uh, the other combo meal was Sunday. The only bright spot, Nick Matone of the Phillies, who's like the only guy playing playing well. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Some pitchers here over the past weekend. Patrick Corbin shut down the Phillies because, of course, he did. And now he's, well, he, it's like a Kyle Hendricks vibe. It's not every start where he's good, but it's like every other. <laughs> and uh, yeah. but, but like Corbin, something's changed in him in the last like two weeks. And he looks a lot better now. Uh, Garrett Richards looked better too. Well, rest of the year taking Corbin over Richards, but at some point, like with some of these strugglers, like yeah. it's mid-May. Like if if Kenta Maeda keeps doing this, like you can't trade for Kenta Maeda and expect this is all of a sudden going to get better, right? Right. I mean, I I still think that things get better for Maeda. The problem is that he was being drafted as a top fifteen capable fantasy starter. It's hard to make that case when he's going through what he's doing right now. Um, you mentioned Richards and Corbin to defend the two. Well, I mean, I don't really need to defend them. You know what I mean? To to jump on board on this, Richards had made a tweak to his delivery. I think a couple starts ago. So that does explain a little bit of the uptick in performance. Patrick Corbin regained some fastball velocity in yeah. that last outing. I saw that. Uh, well, I was on my hammock listening on the radio. It's more bearable. You heard um, You heard the sound of the mitt. I, I heard the sound I of the you. mitt. Yep. <laughs> I heard the sound of Scott Fransky. He's very good. Uh, Rich Hill, are you buying? Uh, he hasn't allowed a run yet in May. Last four starts, two earned over 21 and two-thirds with a lot of strikeouts. And they're letting him throw pitches, the Rays are. Rich Hill looks good. And I got the chance to unfortunately see him pitch that game against the Yankees, and he did look quite a bit more towards his form of two or three years ago. I, I think he's another guy it's difficult to trust from a health standpoint, but he looks pretty good, and I should have just trusted those gaudy forecast ratings. Um, Friday, uh, Frankie Montas has won, won all three of his May outings, and Kyle wants to know is there something there. Not a ton of strikeouts. It's down a little bit this season. But uh, since the beginning of 2019, he says qualified active pitchers with a higher chase rate and lower zone contact rate than Montas. Not a lot. DeGrom, Cole, Gosman, Snell, Maeda, and Urias. That's it. Wow. Higher chase rate than Scherzer, lower Z contact rate than Bieber. Kyle is the best researcher in the Good world. stat, Kyle. So that's good stuff there. But I mean, you look at the strikeouts, though, you're like, you're not impressed. So, and I had a chance to trade for Montas in a league, and I said no. And I don't remember who I traded for instead. Oh, it's Charlie, it Charlie Morton. So I chose Montas over Morton. Um, I mean, the strikeout rate's fine, it's almost one per inning. Or you chose, I, Mort, you chose Montas over Morton or Morton? I chose Montas. Morton over Montas. Morton over Montas. Okay. What do you think of that? It doesn't matter. I'm not going to win. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a major issue with that. I mean, I do like Morton. I think he'll perform better than he has to date, at least going forward. You know, Montas, I take a quick look at him, and the only thing I see is just a little better slider performance, which you like seeing if you want the strikeouts to come back. 
Uh, we keep having to talk about Cole Irvin, but I don't want to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to. All right, so let's do Oscar Anoa at Milwaukee on Sunday. That's a lot of hits. Nine yeah. hits and four and a third, five earned runs. Yeah. Is he good? Is he not good? Do, do you believe in Anoa? Why Noah of Atlanta? Are you in? I still am, and a lot of it has to do with it's a home game against Pittsburgh he gets next. That's going to be Friday. And worst case, even if they push him back, he still gets Pittsburgh because that's the whole weekend series. Fantastic matchup. Continue to stress the juice, the orange situation. That is where I am sticking. Simply juice the orange. People are going to figure him out in time, but enjoy it for now. Kyle Gibson, by the way, in the 54 innings since opening day where he got hammered by KC, nine earned runs in 54 innings, 1.50 ERA. Looks like something's there. Yep. I I don't want to admit it. but And it was the cutter or the slider change. He had a slight uptick in one of the two of them. I wrote about this a couple of weeks ago. It, I don't think it's enough to make him a top 20 tier jump. I don't no, think I you don't. do either. No, I don't. I don't. He's not in my top 50 starting pitchers. But at some point, I'm going to have to, you know, do it. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to. He can't be far outside. Can't be far outside. But like when you get to like June, at some point, Luis Castillo has to pitch better. Kyle Hendricks has to keep doing this mm-hmm. to lower these numbers. Corbin, you're like, you can't keep. Obviously, you're not dropping these guys, Ramayeda, but. Man, what a disappointment some of these pitchers. So it just seems like it's it's lasting longer into the season. Let's do the closer carousel now, please. It's the closer carousel. Who is San Francisco's closer? <laughs> That's a good question. Because the usage over the past couple of weeks has said it was still Jake McGee, but he's not. I've watched a lot of Jake McGee. I have shares. Not impressed. Tyler Rogers has pitched well and does deserve to see an increase in shares. You know, I was not on board with Jake McGee keeping this the job all season long, mm-hmm. but the last couple of weeks have been hard to believe. But Tyler Rogers can't be their closer, right? I mean, they're throwing eighty-five mile power fastballs. How Tyler Rogers and Cesar Valdez are going to get thirty saves between them throwing eighty-five mile power fastballs? That in this day and age, like I, I just don't see that as likely. I know you can't like even research this, mm-hmm. but like, like I don't even know how hard Todd Jones was throwing back in the day when he was getting all the saves, but. It just seems odd. Like anybody throwing a hundred gets a chance to close. And then you got these guys, yeah. you know, that are, that are more like deception or changeup guys. But to the converse of what you said about those pitchers a minute ago, if we need to adjust for guys who are struggling, like Luis Castillo, don't we need to give some credit to guys like Cesar Valdez, who is extending this into May. Now Cesar Valdez has had a couple of blown saves recently. Uh, some of the more circumstantial granted, but yeah. Who would you rather roster the rest of the season? Tyler Rogers of San Francisco, who I probably called Trevor in the last article, or um, TJ Antone of Cincinnati? You need saves. And, and, well, for well, for, well, if saves or I want, I want them. Antone. I look at it this way: if I'm going to be talking about, and, and these are conservative projections, twelve saves for the better in that category, and eight for the lesser. I think the lesser is better skills. I think Antones are considerably better than Rogers. I think he delivers you more across the board. I think Antones a better pitcher. I think he has better stuff, but I, I also don't know if Camilo Doval is going to get some saves for San Francisco mm-hmm. at some point. Yep. And you know, like it seems to me like Cincinnati has to go with Antone now. You oh, know? and who was well, the 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 young guy with the lightning stuff? The the way down the road closer. You they got just narrow. Which team? Giants. They just tested oh, him a Giants. couple of weeks ago. They <laughs> threw him into to to the seventh inning of a game a couple of weeks ago because they they might have even had a doubleheader. I forget. I have to look it back up again. By the way, Todd Jones ninety point four mile per hour on his fastball from two thousand two to 08 when it was tracked. Tristan knows all. 
Um, the way that um, I'm not even going to say the name, the way Liam Hendricks is being utilized, does that scare you at all? Like, it's not just like four outs. It's like five outs and back to back days. And the, <laughs> the pitcher usage of the White Sox, like I'm not saying I would trade Hendricks right now for any closer other than Josh Hader, but I do not want to trade for him. I'm a little concerned about the usage for Liam Hendricks. Should I be? You want to stop oh. and get your door? <laughs> oh, did it really do that? Someone's at the door. <laughs> they wait till the show starts and then they come to the door. Everybody, everybody waits for the show. Um, it's a valid point. I think I'd be more worried about future years than future weeks. Okay. So in a dynasty, like this might be a time to yeah. try to tr- sell high yeah. on Liam Hendricks for a younger closer like Alex Reyes, who looks like he's not giving up this job. And, a, he's and by the way, don't sell walks. him for a, for a younger closer. Maybe you sell him for a better piece somewhere well, else. Well, that's – yeah, <laughs> you should say that. Like you, I always want to set, trade closers yeah. because half the closer situations are going to change in a month. Yeah. Um, so that's what you want to do. Not a whole lot else to talk about here. Um, let's move on now and preview what the next couple of days in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. And Monday's slate starts um, at 640 Eastern with Logan Webb, who I still don't want, and Sonny Gray, who I do. Uh, is there something there for you with Logan Webb outside San Francisco? I don't see it. Yeah, a little bit. He's got great movement on his pitches. He gets a lot of spin on them. Um the control and the command hasn't been all that sharp. I, I think there's something there, but I mean, it's a Cincinnati game in the wrong ballpark for him. That's a pretty significant step downwards. Avoid. ESPN uh, has the Mets at Atlanta, Taiwan Walker and Max Fried. That's interesting. Yep. And I think at some point soon, Taiwan Walker is going to pass Max Fried in my rankings. Um, I need to see Fried pitch well, like for a couple of weeks. Fried had, um, a, had a decent game the other day, last I checked. Didn't he? The first right, I, don't, I don't need to see more. Um, I looked, I needed a pitcher in a, in a weekly league and I had to make the pickup last night by midnight and Dallas Keiko was the most rostered pitcher in that league. And I clicked on him and I was like, no, that you can't have one strikeout in an outing and, and be interested yeah. to me in a, in a weekly head to head. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. you get outs, but you're playing with fire. So no. Yeah. Um, Garrett Cole's just... striking out 15 Rangers tonight, by the way, Garrett Cole, oh, 15 yeah. Rangers and oh, a complete yeah. game shutout. Yeah. Or watch him give up five runs. Now you've uh, cursed him. Yeah, you've totally done the jinx. Got to knock on wood and turn that around. <laughs> John Snow. John Snow at you, Darvish. That's an interesting matchup. Although I, John Snow's numbers are always better at home somehow. <laughs> so let me see what they are so far this season. I, I Look, every time John Gray of the Rockies, that's what I'm uh-huh. talking about. It's for Game of Thrones. If you have, And Tristan's like the only person in the world who hasn't seen it. But John... <laughs> John Gray has good numbers right now. Almost a strikeout per inning, low ERA, low whip, much lower than it was last season. And still, I am not buying. You say, why are you not buying? Look at his numbers. His ERA at home is a two. ERA, even two. He's four and one at home with a two ERA. Mm-hmm. And on the road, he's 0-2 with a 6.30 ERA. Now, obviously, yeah. some of that's context. Who was he faced and all that. At Arizona, he got lit. Dodgers didn't pitch. He's only had two road games. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Six home games. But again, like, he Giants, has a history. Of, he does have a history of pitching better at Coors Field, and no one feels comfortable about riding with John Gray in those home games. I, I'm not right. I'm not. I'm not actually, interested. This, this actually might not be that bad a matchup to use him because of the weakness of the Padres. The Padres lineup is lacking in depth, and it's lacking in experience. Frankly, as they have all these, you know, a lot of dead bench players are playing. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, Jamison Tyone at Texas. Is this the last time you're going to invest if he gets lit? Probably, yeah. But I think he is going to perform here. I think it's going to be, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be five innings, three hits, one run, six strikeouts. 
you know, I think he's maybe a little overrated. I mean, Mike fulton is is a little overrated too. Um, and you should not use him against the Yankees. No. Um, what else? Luis Castillo at home against the Giants. You, you got to get it done there, Luis. That's a big outing. You got to get it done. And by the way, this is a pretty critical week for him because it's two home starts, San Fran and then Milwaukee's the second. And Milwaukee's probably the better matchup. Yelich may be back, but I wouldn't bet on I would not activate him in a weekly. Um, Yunjin Ryu against Boston. That's interesting. Uh, I like Ryu. Uh, Lance, I mean, who doesn't? I mean, we're not breaking ground here. Yeah. Um, Pat Corbin and Zach Davies. Now, I have Davies in a couple of leagues. If you're in an NL only or a deep mix, you may have Zach Davies. This is not a bad time to to invest. Like, I think his last outing was pretty good. Like, no run. Davies has been pitching all right over the past two to three starts. As a matter of fact, I was trying to get him in a couple of leagues where people gave up on him simply for the two starts. Remember, a lot of my leagues lean towards waiting those. Ran it's a, a Washington yeah. home game, and it's a road St. Louis. That's a good pitching ballpark. And by the way, Corbin, you mentioned him. It's road Cubs home Orioles, another two-start guy. The last two outings for Davies were Cleveland and Pittsburgh and a combined five strikeouts. That's not getting it done. But at least he's lowering that ERA. That's what I was saying. Like, if you've mm-hmm. got guys like Davies yeah. and Kyle Hendricks, you've got to stick with them so they can lower that ERA. Um, JT Brubaker at St. Louis. Pitching well. And people, I saw people adding John Gant this week. Yeah. So the first outing is Pittsburgh, and I don't know what the second one is. But John, people are adding John Gant. There must be a reason for that. John Gant is now John Gant's in a difficult spot because the Cardinals could and are likely to activate Miles Michaelis. And he'll probably come back Friday oh. or Saturday against the Cubs. They've got Wainwright, Kim, and Gant if they go four-man rotation. And then he, he'd get the Pirates and Cubs at home. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Gant's two-start thing is coming next week. Schoenfeld wants us to talk about Spencer Turnbull. So will you give us 30 seconds on what you're thinking here? Because the ERA <laughs> and Whip are fine. Hayes are fine. Uh, it's his only remaining starting pitcher in a, in a sim league. And I don't want to hear it, Davey. I've got Clevenger, <laughs> Yanni Chirinos. Carrasco in that league. I've lost four of my five stars, and one is Luis Castillo, who will be unusable. So you know what, Davey? I don't want to hear it. But Spencer Turnbull I have in the other league, yeah. uh, which may not even be a league next season if nobody plays their games. So Turnbull, what do you think? Are you interested? <laughs> I I am and I'm not. I think it's uh, high floor, low ceiling. But in his defense, he's got at Seattle this Tuesday game we mentioned. He's got home Cleveland after that, and I believe the next start after that might also be favorable. I'm trying to Actually, there's a little Seattle KC in KC when their pitcher's park is coming up. So use him there. By the way, the other thing in his defense is I don't know that he of any of the Tigers pitchers is going to fall into that workload management. Casey Mize throws two innings in his starts by midsummer. Did you read about that one? They're going to do a lot with a lot of these young guys is just kind of piece them together. I don't think they'll do that with Turnbull. I hope not. Because that's not what I want. Uh, not what Davey wants either. <laughs> nope. Uh, Logan Gilbert Wednesday. He wants him to be Cy Young at home against Detroit. There is a day game on ESPN Plus. Lucas, Lucas Giolito and Matt Shoemaker, which seems like a non-fair fight there. Giolito. Shoe- you got to yeah. talk about Giolito. What? what? So, think something's up there? You think he's hurt? Or is this like the manager messing with his pitch count? Giolito's numbers are I not what we expected. bad luck. I really think it's just bad luck. It's a lot of home runs. Eight home runs and eight starts. K-rate mm-hmm. looks great. Walk rate looks – it's 2-3 every outing. It's fine. Mm-hmm. He's pitching deep into games. Like, what's – it's one bad outing here, a little bit, yeah, where Boston. he gets the eight runs, mm-hmm. the Boston game. But, I mean, he's Lucas Giolito. I mean, if he's not in your top ten, he's pretty close to it. And I still think he should be in your top ten, and I think you should – if <laughs> look, if his manager is not looking at him as a top – and I mean his fantasy manager, not looking at him as a top ten starting pitcher, make that trade. 
because I, I, that last game, that stat line didn't look good. I think it was bad luck. Okay. That's all we need to hear. Now we bring in Kyle, who's always good luck, and uh, we will do some hash browns for people and uh, answer the trivia. Yeah, we'll get to trivia at the end then here. We'll start with hash browns. Mike wants to know what your favorite type of keeper league is when it comes to number of keepers and length in which they can be kept. His league is just now going keeper. Why they're deciding this kind of stuff after the season starts is beyond me, but what's your favorite way to do it? I have a league with where we keep like half the team and I have another league where we only keep like five. So I have it both ways. I kind of like a contract system, like in a, like in a dynasty league, like I, we were talking about earlier, like I signed Carlos Santana to a cheap contract, like five bucks over three years, never raises. That's good. Mm-hmm. You know, even in a roto, um, you know, it's good enough, you know, and then you can spend on other stuff and then you can trade for players. So I, I think contracts and years is kind of cool. We, I have another league where there's actual real penalties. If you keep a guy too long, like I had Miguel Cabrera, like after six years of rostering him, I had to actually pay like $20 out of my pocket, adding to the fees to keep him longer. And then I, I traded him for David Wright, who got hurt the next day and never played again. So that worked out well. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, I remember that story. This is, these are the fun parts of fantasy baseball and full sarcasm meant by that word fun. It's <laughs> fine. You know, I lived. It's okay. Uh, it happened. Tristan, what, what's, what's the perfect way. First of all, the perfect way to do to, to have a keeper league is not to make the rules on May 17th. But um, do you like having like you keep 12, half your roster almost, or do you like just keeping five? So the drafts are, are buoyant or what do you like? Right. So to Mike first, I hope that the reason this discussion is coming up is you're preparing it for future years. That's the right thing to do. You don't just show up on March 1st and have that discussion for the current year either. You do it today to start taking effect either next or the following season. I like my 12-team keeper league. We keep up to 12 players. There's a contract system like yours, Eric, where there's a penalty if you want to keep a guy beyond the number of years you're supposed to. So in other words, we have a thing called free agency where it greatly elevates that player's salary trying to coax you to let that player go back into the free agent pool. And we have a, a five-man minor league system. I think it's kind of fun if you get a little bit of a prospect system where you can keep guys on your roster while they're in the minor leagues, not at a penalty contract-wise. Fair enough. Next. All righty. MTV, long-term, who you like over the next seven years? Trevor Rogers or Zach Plesek? I want my MTV. Uh, Rogers, uh, cause I'm going to keep screwing up all the first names is the Miami rookie lefty pitcher who looks really good. That's a low ERA. I can't, the fit that the strikeout rate is through the roof. Mm-hmm. A lot of strikeouts. It's six or seven, every outing for mm-hmm. Trevor Rogers with run prevention. Like he's, he's the rookie of the year. He's the rookie of the year in the national league right now. Right. He's still rookie eligible. He's got to be only through 20 innings last year. Yeah. So. The eligibility throws me. I I'm going to bet we're completely forgetting an obvious name. <laughs> Um, for rookie of the year, like Yerman comes to mind for the AL. That's a whole different. Yeah, story. but I, I think Kellenic. I mean, he's older. I mean, he could win it if he. If Yerman right now funny. probably gets. Yerman right now would be. Yeah, I'm trying to think who the top rookies are, but um, I think overall we'd have to say like I would take Rogers because of the strikeout rate over Playsec. Somebody's trying to get Playsec from me in a league, and um, I have Playsec and Savali. They're a Cleveland fan, and they want them both. And I'm like, all right, well, you know cough up something yeah. and 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 they're not like play a legit he's a legit top 30 starting pitcher so is so is savali yeah do you have any worry about the lefty versus righty thing we talk about that a little bit about whether to invest in lefties compared to righties long term 
mean, Trevor Rogers looks a little different though with the strikeout rate, right? Like this is not yeah. this is not Dallas Keuchel or Shamanaya. This is someone better. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the guy, and he's uh, I'm not even going to say overachieved. He's excelled so far. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I liked him last year when he came up and he debuted. I thought he would probably be a little be a little over his head this year. He's answered the challenge. I think I'm with you here. I'm just not a big Zach Plesac guy. I don't think it's a high ceiling for his career. I agree with that. I think he's a number three or four starter. And I think Rodgers right now looks like better than that. And I wonder if at some point, Trevor Rodgers, we're going to have to rank him among the top 20 starting pitchers. I'm trying to find the top rookie on our player radar. And I don't see any in the top 50 right now. Dylan um, Carlson's been okay, right? I mean, there's... Al Tucker still yeah, it's the thing. Like, Probably I don't not. think of Dylan Carlson as a rookie. It's really hard for me to tell the eligible players. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's they use the, they're using the same rules though. It's like fifty um, innings and one hundred and forty plate appearances, or at bats. I'm not even sure. Like the rules, some of the rules in baseball just don't make. Jazz Chisholm could be the National League rookie, although I don't know how much he batted last year. Like, I, I don't know. He's definitely rookie eligible. All right, I think he is. All right, so he is number one among rookies at number sixty three, and then your boy Yerman is sixty seven. I think. A Rosarena is still a rookie. He's number seventy four. Um, but Cronenworth probably is not a rookie because he played too much. It's just like it's, Rogers probably. Yeah, right. You're right. Rogers looking quickly at the eligibles. He he's probably in the lead in the NL. The AL is the one where I'm getting confused because Adolis Garcia is the one I'm forgetting about. I don't think Adolis Garcia is still a rookie. He apparently is. But I could be wrong. That's, that's <laughs> what I mean. Like, it's hard for me to get the qualifi- the qualification. You know how I like basically I'll be honest. I just go to baseball reference and look at their at their page. And if if they are if it says that they are rookie eligible. Still intact. So Adolis Garcia right. is still a rookie. It's his third major league season, but he barely played the first two. Carlton, so as Adoles- you mentioned, Chisholm, Yerman. But I think Yerman Mercedes would get it over Adolis Garcia. But you never know. Right now, he right. would, yeah. <laughs> Steven wants to know who he cuts in order to activate Jazz and then what you think of Jazz. So he's got to decide between Madrigal or Josh Rojas to let go to activate Jazz. Oh, you definitely would drop Rojas because when Cattell Marte comes back, I assume that Rojas won't play as much, but because they just lost a catcher. So I think that they're going to put the kid Varsho back there behind the plate. They have to. He's the only other catcher on the roster right now. Teams are running into this crunch. Mm -hmm. Not just the embarrassing Phillies and Mets. Mets have no outfitters. Phillies have no, nobody else to bring up. They had no bench yesterday, literally. Um, I think teams just don't like they're going to have to make 40 man rosters into 50 man rosters next year. I bet that's one of the changes in the new CBA. Jazz Chisholm is a legit 20 homer, 25 steel guy, but probably a 250, 260 batting average for me. I still think now the K rate actually is is not that bad, right? I mean, it's K, well, it's 30%, it's 31.8. It is too bad. It's high. I, I look and wow, look at he's doing the lefties, the small sample. Yeah. But nine, nine, he's leading off against lefties. lefties. Been leading off, off all the time, man. Jazz Chisholm looks like a future star. Um, I would say drop Rojas because Madrigal, you know what he is. He's going to play every day. He's mm-hmm. going to – he probably will hit 300 and steal 20, 25 bases, but no power at all. And once in a while, we're seeing Madrigal at the top of the lineup, which just pick a lineup, man. But, like, he's not going to do that. So you agree you would drop Rojas? Marte could be back this week. My instinct is to, and then I look at Madrigal's page and have to tell you that he's one for two in stolen bases in 34 games. And for his career, he's three for five in 63. These, they might not be more polar opposites. I think Madrigal is going to be a lot of peaks and valleys in his stats. I really like him. He's going to fill homers and stolen bases in a way, 
well, they might match stolen bases in a way that Madrigal will not. Certainly the the power category. But Madrigal, you're right. You know what he is. He's going to be a 300 hitting player. Will he steal the bases? If he doesn't steal the bases, he's got to go. He's he, got to he go. Seems a little overrated. I, look, I he was on my do not draft list. I I think he's a little overrated. But obviously, the back control, he can bat 300. But right. if he does nothing else, then you don't want him in a fantasy league. Even in the points, he doesn't walk. I would drop Rojas. You're going to end up dropping them both, Frank. Ro- Ro- the play- you're right about the playing time concern. That's the issue with Rojas here. He's got to find a way to, to force himself into that lineup. And he's only doing it because of injuries right now. All right, last one here. is isn't so much a question as a poll we ran last time. Robbie Ray versus Chris Paddock. Eric thought it'd be a blowout. Tristan thought it'd be closer. Tristan is far smarter than Eric. We knew that, and he was right here. Robbie Ray wins with 58%. Did they get it right? Do you like Robbie Ray over Chris Paddock the rest of the way? Well, I mean, I said that all along on the show. Yeah. Were you I, surprised? That I it was think that he close? was the smart one on this. <laughs> yeah, you had it backwards on the smart part. Yeah. I, I was the so. one taking Robbie Ray. He was, was the one taking Paddock. Well, I was going to be like 80 20, didn't you? I was wrong about – yeah. you can't trust anybody on Twitter. I thought that <laughs> – but I think the people who listen to our show are actually smart. I, I don't know what Paddock is, and I don't know how they're going to use him. That's the thing. Like, he doesn't go deep in the games at all. They're, they're, uh, they're so careful with him right now. Yeah. It's weird. And he's not giving up homers. He's not walking people. He's just throwing a lot of pitches. But, like, maybe he's hurt like Lamette, and they're not telling us. That's why they're just putting him and Lamette and combined for like six innings between them. Weathers, do you have to roster any of these guys? Like, I feel like none of them's ever going to throw five innings. Well, Paddock's rostered everywhere. (laughs) So, like, it's do you have to play them then if you have them? Like, they're just so frustrating. I individually, I think all three are good pitchers and I'm comfortable playing exactly none of them. Oh, yeah. I they're I love them all from from a skill standpoint, but you're right, they're going to be frustrating. They're going to be frustrating all year. I don't know. I don't know if anything's going to change with any of these guys. And at least Robbie Ray, I mean, he's striking people out and not walking. Let me see how many. He didn't walk any Phillies yesterday, I don't think. But I still like, think Paddock is on her 35 innings at the end of the year. I'll happily take the shares. I feel good about both these players. But yeah. Eric was on the, the right path here that Ray, we got to buy into Ray. And, and that's another outing where he's continued to nail it down, that the control has been substantially improved. He gave up some runs but and three homers yesterday. But he is a... He is like he's going to end up giving up thirty to thirty-five home runs this season, but if he stops, he's doing a Darvish with the walks, man. I mean, I know it's a little early to say that. it's only like six oh, outings. Oh, nice! He is he is pulling a U Darvish here with the lack of walks all of a sudden without like telling us. It's one walk in five outings, man. Nice Darvish, like I like. And that. Nobody's talking about it. By the way, another way to tie that comp in is Darvish. He did it in Chicago where you have the variable wins in Wrigley Field. Sure. And now we have to talk about Toronto going to Buffalo because you know the AAA team's playing right down the road in Trenton. That's going to be interesting. That'll be interesting. Yeah, with the home run tendency we saw in Buffalo for that team last year. Yeah, what's going to happen with Robbie Ray? He's locked in. Robbie Ray is locked in right now. Nine strikeouts every outing. Yeah. I don't care if all these homers are solos. I don't expect a 250 ERA. If Robbie Ray can have a can keep his numbers, like like a 350 ERA, he's at 379 with a 1.14 WHIP. I'm he, not, he's not winning much, but I'm not going to give you any of the other stats. I'm going to give you 225 strikeouts, and it's a 380 ERA. Where do you think he's finishing? Sold. You're, I'm, so I'm, you're sold. Think, okay, it doesn't sold. matter. Yeah, I would take that. 
I would take that. I think that's doing the hook. Either. I like your Darvish comp there. That's 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 the hook. Which is a ridiculous comp because they're not the same. But like statistically, for a guy who just stopped walking people mm-hmm. all of a sudden without warning, I don't think I've ever seen Darvish and Ray are like the only two guys I can re- remember like that. Yeah, it was dramatic. You're you're dead on. It was dramatic. All right. All right. What was the trivia question again? A trivia question. Carlos Santana recorded a combo meal on Saturday. I want you to name for me either the home run champ or the wins leader or the saves leader in the last season in which Carlos Santana had himself a nice combo right. meal. Let's, let's go every other here. You want the first pick, Tristan? We're, this is going to take 10 I, minutes. I, this one's for you, Kyle. Tristan's going to get it. I think Tristan's going to get it. I think it is Rick Porcello. Oh, it no. is, in fact, Rick Porcello. Oh, no. <laughs> Rick Porcello <laughs> led the league with 21 wins back in 2016. Let Eric guess the other two. I told you how long ago it was good. Rick Porcello was actually a good fantasy option all the way back when Carlos Santana lasted. He's not even rushed. He's not on a team. He's on the league. And He's what? not in the league. Either is the home run champ. The saves leader currently is. Carlos, what year? 16. 2016. Okay, I didn't know if it was 15 or 16. I've got a guess on the homer guy, but Eric's, Eric's up. He's not in the league anymore? The home run champ yeah. is not in the league currently. Yep. Trumbo? Trumbo. Look at this. You guys say it's impossible. You're going to get this on three straight guesses. Trumbo led with 47 bombs. Trumbo, is, isn't he still in the league? He's on the injured list? Or is he? I, think he re- I thought I he retired. He did retire. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Because like, they, they, the way they make their announcements. Is like, yeah. that, that's right. Chris Davis is to this year. The, the K Chris Davis is to this year. What Mark Trumbo was last year. Where it's like they disappear off to the injured list. And then they... They're gone. Never return. <laughs> the right, leader. The leader. You might as well get all three. I was looking for one, but you might get all three. Is that the Melanson year with 50? Mm, no, but 51 is the number you're looking for. So it's not Kenley Jansen then, and then I bet it was Edwin Diaz. No, that was a year later. Dark. Two years later. You're on the right track. You're not far. Oh, it's oh, it's the, Holiday. It's, it's Familia. It's Familia. Familia. Eric Carabo with the call. That's a good call. Yeah. When he says not far off, it's the Mets. And he went yeah, six saves the following season. So he he might have fallen off worse than Porcello. Well, he's still in the league. <laughs> I can't believe Rick Porcello is – like the Phillies are going to sign I Rick can. Porcello. The Phillies are going to dump Chase Anderson tomorrow and pick and sign Rick Porcello to a one-year deal. Uh, then they're going to be my least favorite team, and I hate hating your favorite team. <laughs> Eric, you've been waiting – I hate my favorite team. You've been waiting your whole life team. for Rick Porcello to sign with the Phillies. You've said that on this show for like seven years. I, I can't believe they didn't do it. <laughs> I and know. they actually signed Chase Anderson instead. Can we get a that, chat that with Dave the same day? Can, we, can all that happen in one day, one glorious day? And then we podcast a lot. I don't I care that would have gotten a save against the Phillies. This he week. should have. He should. They tried so yeah. hard to run through that whole bullpen and blow everybody. <laughs> I was watching that game. I I was very ready to call you guys. Uh, uh yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> getting a save against the Phillies is no great feat. <laughs> know, it's something. It's something. But I am a little like. I'm a little surprised. Like so many teams need starting pitching depth. Then mm-hmm. so I mean, you yeah. know, we're, we're wasting time talking about him on a fantasy show. You're not going to add him to your teams. No, but, never should. Uh, d- d- this hate, this hate <laughs> you have, is so disconcerting. I hate nobody. Well, I get. I, do, I hate what he did in 2016. Kyle, in fairness, I get more questions from friends about why is Rick Porcello not signed somewhere than I think I can ever remember for any free agent pitcher into the year. And or they're Bartolo right. Bartolo Colon. The Phillies are going to sign Bartolo Colon instead. Yeah, I said, oh, that, that would be my favorite team. I said that to my brother. I'm like, at this rate, I could see Bartolo Colon being in the league before Porcello again. I, I don't get uh, that. <laughs> I love it. 
Maybe I love it's it. too much money. Who knows? You never know why somebody's not playing. They're hurt or money or family issues. It is a pandemic still. Anyway, <sighs> uh, we're done for today. We will be back on Thursday to preview the weekend, talk about more starting pitchers. Kyle will have more trivia that nobody will know. And as always, if you want even more baseball talk, our friend Buster Olney has you covered on the baseball tonight each morning. Anyway, that is all for now. Enjoy the NBA playoffs. They start this week. And NHL playoffs are awesome. He is Tristan H. Cockcroft and Kyle Sapi. I am Eric Carabell for Rick Porcello and Juris Familia and everybody else. Davey, you too. Have an awesome week.